0: Welcome to this episode of the More Than Just a Type podcast. Thank you for being here. I am so excited about this episode today because Sarah is with us and she is diving into human design. So, she expa- explains so beautifully on this episode, like what human design is and how it can help you find your purpose. She dives deep into my personal birth chart. And if you Google human design or you know a little bit about your chart, there may be some similarities that you can take away from this episode. Or at the very least, you'll learn a lot about what human design is. And how it can help you find out more about yourself and what your purpose is in this lifetime. It's such a beautiful tool to have. And if there's any part of you that's ever wondered, like, what is my purpose in life? Or am I on the right track in life? Or am I saying yes to the right things? Or why me? Why is this always happening to me? Why aren't things working out? Or if there's any part of you that's ever thought like, why can't I be more like that? Or like that person? This episode is really going to uncover a lot about human design. And one thing that really stands out is that this tool, human design, really gives permission to be yourself. Gives you permission to be yourself. And there's nothing more important than that in life than to be yourself, your authentic self. And it's, I could go on and on about this, but I'm going to let Sarah take us through human design and my own personal birth chart. So if you do enjoy this episode today, if you're enjoying this podcast, Please do take a few minutes to leave me a five-star review and rating. Let me know what you enjoy most about this episode today or what you enjoy most about listening to this podcast because when you take the time to do this, it really does help this show out a lot and we do have some really exciting news to share with you on this episode as well, so stay tuned. I hope you get lots of takeaways from this episode and here's to discovering your purpose. If you guys don't know who Sarah Miller is, Sarah is a subconscious mindset coach. She's a soul purpose specialist and a human design reader. She is from Australia, but she's living in London right now. And she is so knowledgeable in the area of life purpose. She has so much amazing wisdom when it comes to discovering what your purpose is and how to say yes to the things that are going to set you on your path to really fully living your purpose in this lifetime. So before further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. So let's talk about human design. Let's, let's just like what it is and everything
1: so we like love human design. We've been talking about this so much lately, which is super exciting because you know how much I absolutely love it. And um, and I guess like we'll announce in this episode that we have something exciting coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so but stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Exactly. So human design. Um, we thought it would be fun if I brought up Tasha's chart and talked a little bit into some things um, in your unique human design Um, but before we get to that I thought it would be probably good to do like a bit of a bit of an overview of what human design actually is because I feel that I hear so often people have heard of it but they're just not really sure what it is or you know what the whole like purpose of it is and what people can actually get out of a human design reading. Um, So I thought I'd take it back to basics and start with what human design actually is. And the way I like to look at it is it's kind of like a contract your soul makes with the universe. Right. And there definitely is like science around it, which is what I love. Cause I am one of those people that kind of needs a little bit more of the like, you know, nitty gritty crux, like proof, that sort of thing. Um, but also there is a real, like beautiful spiritual element to it as well. Um, so the way I kind of like to look at it is that human design is this contract your soul makes with the universe about who you came here to be and what you came here to do and what gifts you have in this lifetime and what sort of like karmas and lessons I guess we have to work through in this lifetime. And just on that note, I sometimes I feel like karma has a bit of a negative connotation to it, but really the beautiful thing about knowing your human design and understanding your human design and then aligning with it is so that you start to use your energy, your energy correctly and in the way that it was intended to be used. And when we don't do that, and we're not in alignment with our authentic design, we can start to find ourselves in some like challenging situations or feeling like frustrated or some friction in areas of our lives. So that is what I love about human design, and why I think it's so important for all of us to know, what our design is so that we can really start to harness our energy in a way that creates more flow and ease in our lives and I guess on that note having this human design right if if you I guess if anyone like just have a little quick google of like a human design chart just so you've got a bit more context as to what a human design body graph actually looks like and you'll probably look at it and go oh my God, what is this sorcery? Like I, and just want to like, you know, abort mission. Um, But that is why I guess like there's so much power in a human design reading because I can actually help you to understand what it's all about. But basically this body graph is telling and all its unique lines and all of those shapes and all of those different colors and where there's parts of the chart that are colored in and parts that aren't. They are all telling us something about how your unique energetic body, um, I guess, wants to be used in this lifetime, right? So, so much of our life as well, like, tends to steer us away from that because so much of society and, you know, the way our parents were brought up and, like, even school and everything like that tells us that we're supposed to be a certain way and that might not actually be In alignment with our unique design. Um, So, I think it'd be good to start with the five types, which is probably what a lot of people have heard of, and you might even know your type if you're listening to this. Um, So, there's five types, and there's our manifestors, there's our manifesting generators, our generators, projectors, and reflectors. And that really is sort of like the entry point of human design. And while like, while each of us will fall into one of these types, there's so much more, like, in every single person's chart that makes them completely unique. The type is almost just, like, sort of like a broad sort of category that you'll fall into, which does still tell us so much as well. And that really is, like, where you want to start with mastering your human design, because each of these types has a strategy and also an authority which are the technical terms, and we'll get into that in a second when we dive into your chartage. Um, But so that really is like the starting point. So you want to be working on mastering your strategy and your authority that is linked to your type. So your energy type is essentially, like I said, the first entry point to discovering what your design is, who you are, and it's kind of like your star sign, right? I think that's a cool way of looking at it. Um, so it tells us how you're supposed to be exchanging energy with the world also with people around you, Um, it helps us to understand our energy and, you know, maybe how much output we should be having in a day and how we should be working, I guess, and like showing up to our workday because the different types have different energy, I guess, for lack of a better word, like capacities, right? And there's different ways that we can gain more energy and There's different ways that we exchange energy. Um, And when we really start to master this, we'll create just so much more flow in our lives. And we'll start to notice that there's like synchronicities popping in and things that are meant for us are, you know, finding their way to us. There's just a lot more ease and flow. And I guess the structure of your life just feels a lot you just kind of like understand it a lot more. So like, for example, I'm a projector and I know that my energy output for a, t- a day typically is about like four hours. So whether that's being like showing up to meetings at work or you know, exchanging energy with people at work um, in meetings or even being social or doing podcasts and doing coaching sessions, I have this awareness of my energy levels. And I know that I can only sort of output that much before I need to go away to sort of recharge and just regain some energy, right? Whereas the generators of the world, like when they're doing things that they absolutely love and following their desires and their passions, and let's say, for example, that's their career or, you know, what they do for work, they can go and go and go, and they're going to create, they're going to generate more energy. Whereas I don't have that same generator energy center. So for me as a projector, it is important for me to retreat and recharge, but the generators and our gens can go and go and go. Um, Which as you can probably already start to tell, that's why it's so important for us to know one, what our type is and also how we are going to, I guess, generate more energy or when we need to like pull back.
0: So interesting. And it's like, as you're talking, I'm like, um, it's almost like you just in the work world and like going to school, it's like, we're kind of taught to like, do, 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 and like go until like hustle. Right. But that's not really how we're all supposed to like live our lives.
1: Exactly. hundred percent. And generators make up 70% of the population. So no doubt that the whole working structure of an eight hour day and five days a week and, you know, nine to five and, you know, all of those sort of structures that so many of us um, are subjected to in society, no doubt that was created by a generator. And understandably, right, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And so I think, you know, for maybe children in like school or even as we enter the workforce, We start to notice that, oh gosh, like why do I feel tired or why do I feel burnout or why do I feel, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess burnout is a really big one, especially for projectors and our reflectors who don't have these energy um, centers. And so when they're trying to show up to work as a generator, they can burn out really quickly because they just don't have an awareness as to how their unique energy is is programmed to be right, and they're trying to be the generators. Um, so I guess on that note, I would love to dive into your chartage and okay. really talk into your energy type. I also want to touch on your profile because I absolutely love um human design profiles. So as I've mentioned already, like energy type is sort of the first entry point, and every energy type has the strategy and the authority. But then also what we have, um, which is unique to us, is a, a profile, right? And then we also have all of these unique gifts and channels, which when you pull up the human design body graph, you can see there's all these lines and all these little gateways between the shapes. And they're what we call um, gates and channels, and they tell us about our unique gifts. So. I thought it would be fun to tell you about some of your gifts and your profile today too.
0: All right. Is there like a way that people who are listening can pull up their chart just for fun and see like as you're telling me about mine, like where they're, like what type they are and what profile they have?
1: Maybe it's similar to mine. (laughs) Definitely. I would recommend myhumandesign.com and all you need is... Your birth date, birth time, and location. And with the birth time, it is quite important that it's as exact as possible because that could change some things in your chart. Um, there are, if you don't know your exact birth time, because there's a few people out there who don't, understandably, there are ways that you can get your um, human design still. For example, if you have a half an hour window, let's say like you ask your mom your birth time and she says, okay, it was between 11 and 11.30. What I would recommend doing is pulling up um, a chart for every five minutes within that time window and getting sort of like the average chart. So you'll notice like if it's half an hour, like they should be really quite similar. There might be a few variances, for example, your profile um, but I would go off like, I guess the majority, um, I've had read done readings before where people have had like two hour time windows. And so that was very time consuming to pull up a chart mm-hmm. every five minutes, but we got there. Um, so there are ways, but yeah, if you have that exact birth time as close to po- as possible, then excellent. Um, and what you'll see when you pull up your chart through myhumandesign.com, that little function there is it will tell you your type. And it will tell you a few things about it. Um, It will also tell you what your strategy is and your authority. Um, But what it won't tell you is what all of the gates and channels and what the energy centers mean, which is where human design starts to get really sort of like juicy and in depth and like, you know, really starts to tell us about who we are at our soul level. So let's have a look at your chart. So, Taj, as you know, you are a generator. <laughs> and our generators, as I said, make up 70% of the population. And really, you guys are the life force. So, you are here to lift the energy of the world. No pressure, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I love this, um, this quote by his name's Ra Uruhu. And I always, it's such a tongue twister, but he's basically the guy who founded human design. And he says that if all generators just allowed themselves to do what they wanted, that the world would be the most powerful force to change the course of the universe. I love that. That like deeply resonates. I love that. And it really is as simple as that for the generator, right? Basically, you guys are here to follow your desires. What lights you up? Because when you do that, you're going to generate more and more of this like energy to be able to, I guess, keep going and going and going, but also to be that life force for the rest of the world and the rest of um, humanity. Because you've got your, it's only the manifesting generators and the generators who have these generator systems inside of them, hence the, the term, which, and what we mean by that is your sacral center. So it's like, your, your gut, that is the, it's almost like there's an actual energy generator inside of there. And by you following these desires, you're generating more and more energy from that center. And that is what you're projecting out to the world. So us projectors and reflectors and manifestors, we're like, yes, please keep doing what you love doing. So you generate this energy and we can benefit from it too. So that is your energy contribution to the world. And also the energy exchange that is taking place. So really, really important if generators do nothing else, just follow your desires. And obviously easier said than done, right? But how I like to look at it is, let's say for example, you go into a department store. So you're, you have an idea of like what you want to buy at the store. Let's say you want to buy a new pair of jeans or something and you go to the store and you're like okay I want some jeans but you don't know exactly what those jeans look like or what style they are or what brand they are and but you put it out there to the universe I want a new pair of jeans and you go into the change room and the gen um the universe then starts to present you with all these different jean options and all you have to do is just try them on to see what feels best. What lights you up the most? What makes you feel the most like sexy and attractive? And then they're the genes that you go with, right? And that is essentially like an analogy for the universe presenting you with different opportunities, offerings. It could be relationships. It could be projects. It could be work opportunities, right? And rather than just going for all of the things that the universe presents you, try them on. Find the ones that really light you up, that feel like a hell yes. And this is also where the gut becomes involved as well in how you make decisions. So for the generator, the buck stops with the gut. Like your gut will actually tell you if it is a hell yes or if it's a no. And it will be a visceral response for the generators. And I guess the thing to note about the gut as well is that it actually isn't very good with open-ended questions. So the gut really relies on, is it this, or is it that kind of question? So if I said, Hey Taj, like, do you want to go out for lunch? Where do you want to go for lunch? You might be like, I don't know. um, You decide. But if I said, Hey Taj, do you want to go out for sushi? Or do you want to go out for poke bowls or something? You would probably be able to tell me exactly what one you would prefer.
0: That's so interesting, because it I just have this like flashback of when I was younger, and people would always say, like, "You're so indecisive. Like Tasha just can't make up her mind about anything, but maybe they just weren't asking me the right questions.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. That is a perfect example. And that's where I guess this stuff becomes so potent as well, because you know, we're told so much of our life that we're supposed to be this or you're so this, right? And so we start to believe that about ourselves. But what maybe we don't know, unless we look at this stuff is actually your unique human design, it, that is correct for your mm. human design. And I, I would say that's probably one of the biggest things that people take away from like learning about this stuff and understanding their design and a reading is that they actually go, yeah, like I've always felt that about myself, but I thought something was wrong with me or I thought that wasn't the way to do things. And what they take away from a reading is this permission to be themselves. And they're like, ah, oh, okay. So that makes sense now. And that is okay. And that is actually a correct use of my energy. So therefore I need to continue, like, you know, continue doing that. Even if somebody else says that maybe that's not the right way. Mm-hmm. Um. So I love that example. Um, and so, the thing I, as yeah, as I was saying before, like the main gift and job of the generator on this planet is to raise other people up by doing what lights them up, right? And when you're doing something you love, you create this magnetic vortex in your like aura field, which is like your energy field, just three feet around you. And it will start to pull in all of these different synchronicities and blessings and gifts and flow. But when the generator is doing things that don't light them up, They're just kind of cluttering that aura. They're filling it with things that are taking up space um, for things that are more aligned to drop in, which is why it's so important, I guess, to feel confident and empowered to say no to things that don't light you up as well and trust as well. Like really, really trust that if you say no to something, something else will be presented to you. How does that sort of sound to you so far, Taj?
0: That resonates so much. And I'm just right now like thinking about all the things like that are on my plate and some things that I'm, I've am i been like holding on to that I'm like, oh, but it's like a really good thing, but I'm not like super excited about it. And I'm like, maybe I just need to do like a whole reevaluation and just let things go. Like <laughs> that's what I'm feeling.
1: Yeah. Which is obviously so scary. Right. Mm. And especially when, you know, maybe some of those things bring us money or like a sense of security or safety, like whatever it might be. And it really does like, I always like to say that like trust in yourself and trust in your universe is in the universe is such a practice. Like it's not one of those things that we kind of just go and yep, I'm just going to let it all go and trust that like something amazing is going to come in. But something that I um, recommend for generators to try when I'm doing readings is, do you know what? Just sit back for 21 days. Don't make any sort of like rash decisions or don't like, you know, I guess jump at any opportunities or anything like that. Just sort of sit back, try it for 21 days and just see what comes in. Just Mm -hmm. see what opportunities the universe presents to you. Do it as a bit of an experiment, 21 days. Also, 21 days is how, like, you know, the start of formulating a new habit as well. Um, So that could be a really good habit for a generator to start practicing. But just sit back and see, just observe what opportunities the universe actually presents to you. Um, And then give them a little try on for size and then trust that something else will come in if you say no to something that doesn't feel like a hell yes.
0: Yeah. And I think what that alone, that like little piece of just trusting, right? Like that something else will fill that place is just such a beautiful reminder.
1: Yeah. How do you feel like, how do you find that you make decisions now? And like, do you feel like you're quite in tune with your gut and use your gut to make decisions? Or you have these sort of like gut instincts or, you know, these little gut nudges saying like, that's a hell yes or that's a no.
0: I do now that I'm aware of, like, you know, that I, it's not like I'm not supposed to make decisions right away if, if it's not a hell yes or a hell no, right? Like, it's okay to wait. Whereas most of my life I lived like a, a decision was needed to be made and I would sit and I would ponder about it and I would be like, oh my God, like, I don't know what to do. And then I'd become all flustered and it was like the worst situation. But um, I think sometimes just like you said, like waiting um, until it is a hell yeah. yes, right? Like that has given me a lot of permission to accept that like I, I may not have the answer right now.
1: <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Like, and you can keep checking back in with the gut and, but also trusting as well that if it's, if you're not getting that hell yes, then it's probably a no, Mm -hmm. And I think that in itself can like, you know, sometimes send us up in our head and make us feel a little bit confused. It's like, was that a hell yes or was it not? And it really is such a practice. And obviously, you know, creating an environment and a space where you're really able to feel that hell yes response or be able to hear that hell yes response. But really with the generator, when it comes to making decisions, if you're not getting that hell yes, like then it probably is a no. Um, but of course, like it is, I guess, um, strategic, like not to make decisions like right away. But what I will say, looking at your chart, so you are a sacral generator, right? With This is where the authority comes in. So your authority is your sacral. So it really is about listening to your gut to make decisions. Um, whereas, if you had your solar plexus defined, that would make you an emotional generator. Um, and with emotional, so 50% of the population are emotionals and 50% are non-emotionals, um, which I'll get into that in a minute because that kind of throws people sometimes too because they don't necessarily mean what you think they might mean. Um, but if you were an emotional generator, then I would definitely say let those because you're going to, an emotional wants to make decisions based off emotion. And I would say, let those emotions subside, return to a cool, calm, collected state, and then come back to the gut. So even if you are an emotional generator and you have your solar plexus defined as your authority, you still have, it always comes back to the gut, even, but then they've got that kind of karma or lesson to work through in life where the emotions are going to make the decision for them. But that is not energetically correct for them as a generator. Mm. Um, But really at the end of the day, focus on your desires, making your energy sparkly. It's going to be a gift for yourself. It's also going to be a gift for the world around you. Um, Another challenge that I wanted to highlight around generators is this whole feeling like I should do this or I have to do this that kind of frustration right which can really put a generator into their not self theme which is frustration and when I say not self theme it's sort of like this telltale little sign to be like okay you're not in flow at the moment you're not quite in alignment um so let's say for example like kids you know like their parents tell them that they should do this maybe it's you should do piano lessons or you should go um visit your grandma or you should you should you should you should eat your veggies But the child is like, no, I actually don't want to do that. It's not a hell yes for that generated child. And therefore they're doing things um, because someone's telling them to do it, which is not going to allow them to generate that magnetic sparkly energy. So I guess as we become an adult, we start to be able to make decisions for ourselves. It's really important that we're doing a bit of a recce on our life and going, where am I actually doing things because I feel like I should or because I feel like I have to rather than oh my god this is the hell yes this is my gut telling me it's a hell yes this is one of those um opportunities that the universe has presented me to try on and I'm responding to it based off my gut making the decision for me which is kind of what you were saying before right and like how maybe it feels like there's so many things on your plate right now. So it could even be like looking at your plate, even drawing like a diagram or something like an actual plate and writing down all the things that are on there and then just asking yourself, what ones are the shoulds? What ones are the ones that I feel like I have to do? What are the ones that are hell yes?
0: Yeah, that's such a good idea.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to hear how that goes. Um, but where it starts to become really fun, do you know much about your profile? Um,
0: a little bit, but not in like I've never had
1: a human design reading before,
0: so yeah. only from what I've read.
1: <laughs> this is where it starts to get like really fun. So your you your profile is the six two, um, so you have a six and a two, and that makes up the exemplary 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 I can never say that word human (laughs) but I think you know what I mean yeah um and while each of these numbers means something on their own um together I guess they come together with a purpose and our profile um tells us a lot about sort of the type of person we're supposed to show up as in the world um again tells us about our energy um and tells us sort of like what our path kind of is here especially for the six too so the six is the role model right which is so cool um basically like you and the six knows deep down that they are a role model and like when I pulled up your chart Taja, I was like oh my god this is like so you right because <laughs> I really do see you as a role model and like in our community and just all the work that you share with the world I feel like you really are embodying this um I guess again like human design is your sort of permission to be like this is actually who you are meant to be this is what your soul intended this is the contract that your soul made you are here to be this role model right and for where it gets like I guess a little bit tricky for the six and the role model it doesn't necessarily it doesn't tend to take place until like after you have had your Saturn return okay which is really interesting because I know we've talked about like Saturn return before and some of the challenges and that, that you went through. And before that period of time, that six can really feel like a three and the three is basically this like life experimenter. The three is here to learn through life experiences. They are meant to fall down, get back up, you know, go through all of these challenges in life and learn through experience to then evolve into this six where they can have then learned all the lessons and they can start to show up as this role model and, um, I guess, you know, guide other people based on their learnings. Um, So the six, you're born seeing yourself as a role model, but again, conditioning may have come into play and told you to believe otherwise. On that note as well, the six this role model that the six is meant to be in their life is often this role model that they wish they had. So you're not necessarily going off of a role model that you have in your life or aspire to be like, you have gone through all of these life lessons, learned all of these things. And you're like, actually, this is kind of the role model that I wish I had. Maybe this person's not in my life. This is who I am meant to be as a role model.
0: That's so so interesting. <laughs>
1: yeah what's um what
0: just came through to you what came through and it's funny because I never really see myself as a role model like it, it wasn't really something I ever tried to do but when I think about like the things that I've done um when I was a kid like I always wanted I like I looked so hard to find someone who was living with diabetes that I could kind of like look at and be like ah, oh, like I can do that too. Or, you know, like in, in some way, and I just never had that. And so I kind of feel like maybe life has sort of developed that in, in some way. <laughs>
1: definitely. Right. Definitely. Like I just got goosebumps hearing you say that. Cause obviously yeah. I'm like, Oh, I would love a diabetic role model. And like, that is how I see you. I really do see you as that person. Aww. Um, And it's so interesting like hearing you say as well that that's what you were looking for and now you have evolved into that and that is what you were doing for other people.
0: And not intentionally at all. Like it was like pulling teeth to get there, you know, like it's – and I still don't really see myself as that. But now that you're talking about it, I'm like I can kind of see that.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, it's so important. And if like, there's anything that you take away from this, like this is your permission to see yourself in that way, because it really is your destiny to be a role model. Like it's just, it's not, Oh, maybe you will become one. It's like, no, you are. Um, I guess by not sort of like starting to own that and really believe it, you're almost doing like other people who you could be helping a disservice as well as yourself because the six does know that they're a role model but I think sometimes that sort of imposter syndrome likes to creep in and like you know projections and ideas from other people that keep us from being like who we actually know deep down we are or can be Mm -hmm. um so this is totally your permission and like I'm 100% affirming that you are, this role model. Um, the two is the um, hermit, right? So the two is kind of like that energy, that part of us that maybe wants to retreat, sort of like do our own thing, likes to learn sort of like on their own, um, is really sort of good at mastering things as well, but like likes to do it on their own or sort of like just retreat from um, social situations sometimes, because that is how you really recharge um, your energy. So that is energetically correct for you. And I guess sometimes the two can sort of see themselves as, oh, like, why don't I want to be social? And like, who knows what, you know, some of those thoughts that might creep in. But really, that is actually, again, your design.
0: Yeah, that resonates, definitely. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, really you are born to be this authority and this role model and this like super wise, proficient person with high standards, right? Like as a role model would be. Um, and I guess like the two is you have this karma as well to prove that to yourself, as I've already touched on, um, So you need to realize that you're going to learn by doing as well, not by thinking. And I guess that's where that three comes in before, like the three and the six are here to learn through life experiences. Um, And one of the biggest lessons for you to overcome is to show yourself that you really are as good as you believe you are. Um, Your point of view as well is, is depth thinking. So don't let any sort of like trivial or like anything sort of irrelevant bog you down. Don't judge it either. Um, Now, I guess this is like sort of another lesson that maybe the six can learn if they're not um, exerting their six energy in like a positive, empowering way, is that sometimes they might have a tendency to micromanage and so I guess just knowing that you are this role model, knowing that you are this super wise authority figure, I guess just be conscious of how you are sort of, um, you know, being that role model because obviously no one likes to be told what to do. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> and your main priorities in this life is you just need to focus on creating a perfect life for you. Um, so I think with with that role model, like, you um, that role model profile as well. Sometimes there can be this pressure to like perfect and like have everything perfect and have a perfect life or a perfect partner or whatever it might be. But I think it's important to remind yourself as well that it is a perfect life for you, mm. right? So it's not necessarily that you're working towards this idea of perfect, it, you just have to focus on creating what is a perfect life for you. And if you see yourself as a role model, then everything else will just follow. Um, so something else I would love to touch on as well is your unique gifts, right? So, um, and as I mentioned before, like where we can see our gifts in our chart are around our gates and channels, which are those sort of like lines that may or may not be colored in, which are going between the shapes (laughs) and they are not the technical terms, right? The shapes are the energy centers and the lines are the gates and the channels. But just when you're looking at the graph, it helps you to make more sense of it so something else I'd really love to touch on is your gifts and I like you've got loads right and I thought I would just touch on three and I this is where I love seeing people's responses to see like how it resonates with them because it's like how am I supposed to know this stuff from you know just looking at your chart um obviously like I know you but like if I'm doing a reading for someone I don't know I'll like mention these things to them and they're just like What like how are you supposed to know that you know and like they're like yeah I always knew that in myself but like I wasn't sure if it was right or you know if it was true or blah but um the number ten right which is the gate that is coming out of your G center which is like that nice diamond in the middle um the G center is all about love and direction and you have gate ten which is defined and that is the love of life right? So you're meant to help others fall in love with life by being so happy with your own life or even an aspect of your own life that it makes others fall in love with that aspect of life too. So it is important having this gate as well, that like you are conscious and aware of this sense of feeling that, I don't know if you're in a place where you're like, I'm just not in love with my life enough at the moment, or I'm not in love with life at the moment. You can tend to sort of like, you know, beat yourself up about it. Um, and feel like, okay, maybe life isn't good enough, you know, and we're always, if you have this gate, you're always sort of like chasing this, like need to be in love with life. Um, so I guess that's like, when you start to feel that way, I guess that's like kind of your little reminder to be like, okay, well, how can I start to implement more things in my life that are going to make me fall in love with life? So it could even be like listening to a song or eating foods that make you just feel really happy or, you know, just little things you can bring into your day to day to bring that little... I'm in love with my life sparkle back because it really is part of your karma and your life's purpose to be in love with your own life, to show others that they can be in love with their life as well.
0: Wow. That's so interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. And like, how, how does that sound to you? It it definitely
0: resonates. I, there's a tattoo I actually want. Um, that's like life in, in it's like life is a really important thing, like of all living beings. Um, but I never knew that that was in my chart.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. See, that's so cool. And like, see, again, like little affirmation, like, yes, mm. that is totally you. That is your soul, like coming through, right? Um, I love that. And then um, 58, which is coming out of the root center, which is the square at the bottom. Now, the square at the bottom, the root, um, system, the root center is a pressure system. So anything, any of those gates coming out of that area have a bit of like pressure behind them, like a bit of momentum pressure energy. And 58 is this pressure to perfect, right? Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a perfectionist. It just indicates that um, you're someone who is always trying to look for better, right? And it's, again, not necessarily the ability to make things better, but there's pressure to make things better because it's coming from that centre with the pressure behind it. Um, so sometimes it might feel like a bit, you might feel some restlessness for things to get better, right? Mm. And this is the gate of vitality. So showing up with energy, um, Like showing up with this energy, like I want things to be better. So, if you were to use this energy like incorrectly, because all of these gates as well, and I probably should have mentioned this earlier, have an incorrect use and a correct use. And a lot of the time, the incorrect negative use can like be stuck, like can be when sort of like fear starts to show up or anxiety or those kinds of things or like anger, frustration. And it's probably a good indication that you're not using those gifts like. Correctly. So, in this case, this gate, the negative, incorrect use of this would be always thinking that something is wrong, right? Just because things aren't constantly improving or feeling, um, you know, frustrated because you can't fix it or like, you know, therefore the situation is not good enough or you're not good enough either. So, when you start to have those maybe thoughts or feelings, it's probably an indication that you're not using the energy of this gate correctly. And reminding yourself that this gate really is a gift to be like, okay, well, I have this ability to see that things can be better, right? Which is a beautiful thing. The next one I've picked is 38, which is also coming out of the root center. So again, that pressure center, and that is deflecting struggle. And I have this gate. And I always find it so interesting to reference to people um, because it's kind of known as the channel of struggle. And that sounds like, oh my God, does that mean I'm like destined to struggle? But that is absolutely not the case. What this gate means is that basically you have a really strong buffer for when she hits the fan and life gets tough. Like you are actually designed, it is part of your blueprint that you are able to get through those things and kind of handle them with a level head, right? And so that in itself is a really amazing gift because you tend to be that person like that so that when she does hit the fan, you're that person that people kind of look to because you're able to just like sort of see it quite rationally, maybe look for a solution, not lose your head over it, et cetera, et cetera. I guess, again, like I said before, every gate has like a negative use for it. And this one is sometimes the 38 might make you want to go look for difficult situations because you know, you're able to get through them. Um, So it can be quite validating because obviously, you know, when we have these gifts and we are executing them and we're succeeding by executing them. And then we're also having that acknowledgement from other people. It feels it's a fucking like, you know, ego boost, right? Like Mm -hmm. that feels empowering. So sometimes with this gate, people might actually, sort of look for challenge like situations that might be a little bit more challenging or take sort of the harder route. And I can totally vouch for this with this gate myself. Like <laughs> sometimes I have just noticed that i like to make life a little bit more challenging than it needs to be. Um, and that I guess is a moment for me to go, well actually doesn't need to be this challenging. Mm. Like what is the purpose of that? Um. But obviously there's so, so much we can dive into with your chart and, um, but I know like we're you know, we're short on time and like we're doing this in a podcast episode, but um, I guess that is sort of like a real, like just touch on like the generator, also your profile and a few of your gifts. And I guess if anyone's listening and has those same profiles or types or gifts, then hopefully you got something out of it as well.
0: Yeah, that like deeply resonates. And it's just, it's such a beautiful thing for just anyone to really like have that permission, right? Like that's the greatest gift to just be yourself. And like the gifts that you've mentioned today really landed to, you know, what I'm going through right now in my life. So thank you so much for taking the time to go through my chart.
1: Yeah, no worries at all. Like it's, That's definitely like the biggest thing that I think people do take away from human design. And um, I like to share this story because I myself am a projector, but I used to want to be a generator because I thought that was the way it was supposed to be. Um, By learning and understanding that, okay, well, I don't have that defined sacral center. Therefore, I don't have that generator system like our generators it is okay for me not to show up and try and push and, you know, do and do and do like our generators are able to. Um, So there really is so much freedom in learning about how to use your energy and I guess, you know, what your gifts are in this lifetime and how to amplify them.
0: So beautiful. And then for people who are wanting to learn more about human design and what it means for them and what their gifts are, because it's so personalized, right? It's like no one's chart will be the like anyone else's, right?
1: Yeah, exactly right. Like even though you'll fall into one of those five types, when we start to dive into your profile and then all of your gifts and all of your energy centers it becomes so, so unique. And yes, no one's chart is the same. So yeah. it's really freaking cool and empowering. Um, and that's why I guess we are going to be doing a masterclass on this.
0: Yes, I'm so excited about it. And I feel like, yeah, this is just obviously like a little bit of what you will learn in the class because, Sarah, you're going to be going through like each type, right?
1: Yes. Definitely. So this masterclass, which Taj and I are going to host together um, and I guess we'll definitely drop more details and the sign up link, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. We will look at your unique charts. So ahead of the masterclass, I'll direct you as to where to pull up your charts so that you can bring them to this masterclass. And then we will chat through your charts in the masterclass. So you'll walk away learning so much more about yourself, Um which is, yeah, really, really exciting because, like, this stuff for us is, like, will change my life and I know it's, like, you know, helped um taught you so much about yourself as well, Taj. And, yeah, I guess that's why we created this masterclass because we want to share this stuff with you because sometimes, I guess, it can be confusing to, you know, understand ourselves and these tools really teach us so much about who we are
0: yeah and like how we're designed to really fulfill our purpose and just like attract the things that we want right the things that are like meant for us and live with more ease really exactly
1: that's what we all want right yeah that is how life was intended to be yeah so Can't wait to see you guys there.
0: Yes. It'll be March 4th. And then we'll link up to everything in the show notes, like how you can sign up and we're so excited. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah, so much for your time today. Is there anything else that we wanted to end this episode with today?
1: I think what I would say is just give it a go. Like it's quite interesting. I had a situation the other day. I was just chatting to a work colleague actually. Um, i have never heard of human design and they're really sort of one of those people that's quite like black and white, to the point, doesn't like fluff, any of that kind of thing. And I pulled up a chart and I just started mentioning a couple of things that I noticed and she's like, what? She's like, (laughs) okay, fine. And she's like, do you know what? You should do a masterclass with like the whole workplace. That's (laughs) awesome. I just love it when you have situations with people like that who've never heard of human design there's no way I could possibly know certain things about them other than looking at their chart and they're like, okay, fine. You got me. Like there's literally nothing I can say to deny that.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it sounds like the beautiful thing too, is like whether it's career or just life direction or love or like whatever aspect human design can really help you like feel fulfilled in that area and like take the necessary steps. Right.
1: Exactly every aspect of our lives because it is us, Mm. you know, and we are obviously a part of every aspect of our life. So just knowing how your energy is used and how, you know, what gifts you can bring to other people and maybe where we're a little bit more subjective to conditioning and that kind of thing or having other people's viewpoints like influenced upon us. We can just have that self awareness going through life and relationships and all of the things
0: yeah so sign up and if you can't make it live you can catch the replay and follow through everything with your chart on your own time and don't forget to follow sarah on social media at serendipity coaching right that's correct yes on instagram yay yeah okay thank you so much sarah i look forward to seeing you guys soon thank you taj bye guys